Hey, this is Cameron. Hey, this is Justin. We want to give a big shout out to Seven Element Athletics. They do so many great stuff for active duty and veterans in the, in the athletics arena, whether it's ice hockey or any types of sports to give veterans an outlet for things to do to keep them busy, to give them ice time and everything. They do a fantastic job. Cameron, we've both been a part of Seven Element Camps, and it's a great way to raise money to help out veterans, right? Absolutely. They do great work. They take care of everybody. It's fantastic. So make sure you visit 7element.org or visit them on Facebook, on Twitter, anything to give them a lot of support. I know CMACE and Hal Guild, they're a part of it as well. They do great, great work with people in our community to help give them an outlet and things to do when they're off duty or when they are retired, when they're done. And it's for first responders too. So it's not just those that have been in the military, but first responders are part of this. Make sure you do everything you can to support 7element, our official podcast sponsor. Get them tax credits. Hey, Justin. Hey, Cameron. How's it going? Well, it's still August, but we are less than two weeks away yeah. from rookies hitting the ice, so that's kind of exciting. Yeah, we are in prime hashtag, is it October yet? <laughs> is it training camp yet? Is it rookie camp yet? Is yeah. it something when the ice is going in at Bridgestone on Tuesday? Yeah, and it's funny because like most of the people listening are probably like, the hockey person at their workplace and people are like man you must be ready for hockey season and i'm like no it's a like, long season <laughs> well like more than that like i was having a conversation at work i'm like you know i like hockey because like it facilitates all the friendships i have and mm -hmm. you know that's the aspect i enjoy <laughs> but like it's just so much work and emotion and i'm like i'm fine like i'm ready for the october weather but like <laughs> I'm not, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying the long off season. Dude, I freaking enjoy this off season. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it sucks for Preds fans that had a long off season and, and for, for the team, obviously it stinks that, that they had to go, go home in April. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I've taken full advantage of the off season, yeah. had a couple of vacations, uh, went to Marco Island in Florida, have watched a shit ton of movies. Yeah. Thank you, AMC A-List, and Regal has their new thing now, too. But yeah. I think I counted, not including Endgame, mm -hmm. assholes want to make fun of me for that, yeah. not including Endgame, going, so we're going to go from May until now, which is mid-late August, I've watched 26 movies at the movie theater. Yeah. Going back to <laughs> the whole comment about the way people react to Endgame and you watching Endgame, you know, it's very important when someone's enjoying something, you have to take that away from them. Oh, yeah, totally. And that's what social media is all about. <laughs> the first comment on everything is like, hey, I enjoy this thing. First comment, why'd you do that thing? This other thing is so much better. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Well, you... And plus, it didn't cost me anything extra, except for the one time we went to 4D. And it cost me anything. I'm just going, like, oh, I don't want to spend three hours tonight because it's not hockey season anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this morning you were tweeting about going to like uh, the like the pop yeah pop vinyl sale at a Starbase yeah and like most of the people I interact with on social media they're people I know closely I think you have a little bit more of a diverse 
outreach. Maybe. So, like, I don't know who this dude was, but he said something like, um, you know, like, oh, it's the worst toy on the planet. (laughs) I'm like, I can't imagine having so much time on my hands when somebody says, like, hey, it's a miserable world out there, but I found this thing I really enjoy, and it brings me happiness, and it doesn't cost that much, and I'm going to be like, (laughs) fuck that thing. (laughs) Well, so I will, oh, that guy, is he's with the Savannah Sports Council. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think I think he was more, because I, I, there were a few more tweets that went on. I think he he doesn't care for them as much because you can't play with them, or people tend to not play with them. He okay. prefers action figures because he's that type of nerd. I get that. So okay. I don't, right. I'll just, I'll, I'll want to, I want to clarify there. I'm using that as an but, example. But there but... are other people that are like that. Yeah. There are, that are really, really like that. I think he doesn't like it because he's like, yeah. I want to play with them. Yeah. Well, it used to be like, um, I think I heard somebody say Patton Oswalt said like, there used to be music I hate and now there's just music I just don't enjoy myself. Sure. And like, as I've gotten older, I remember being in high school and being like, man, this band sucks. I don't understand why anybody would listen to that band. And like, you know, and I've just come like as an adult, like life slaps the shit out of you. I understand if anything brings me even an inkling of happiness, I'm going to gravitate towards that. And that's great. If somebody likes the worst music I've ever heard, if it makes their miserable life just an inkling better the world is on fire. Everything is burning down. We're not going to have air soon. If you can find joy in this little amount of time between now and then, you enjoy something, whatever it is. And it doesn't mean you have to interact with that person. Yeah. You yeah. Do your thing. Them talking about it for a few minutes a week or whatever on whatever social media does nothing to affect my just life. scroll. I hated Game of Thrones. I just went into Twitter and beep, boop, bop. I muted (laughs) hashtag GOT, hashtag Game of Thrones. You can go in and mute these things, and I never have to deal with it again in my life. And everybody out there who likes that thing can continue to enjoy that thing. Right, and it doesn't, it's no skin off your back. Yeah. This is also like, you know. (laughs) Camera's fired up, I can tell. (laughs) Let people enjoy things. I'm solving the world problems here. Right, yeah. Um, You know, mostly I'm talking to myself. Because I used to be that type of person. Okay. So the truth uh, is out. Yeah. You know how that goes. Uh, <laughs> I've seen both sides and now I know what the right, right. answer is. Um, but going back to hockey, you know, we have a lot of hate out there for Blackhawks fans, obviously. But at the end of the day, it's another person who likes hockey. Mm-hmm. And there aren't enough of those people. So why am I going to be so mad that they are passionate about their team? If anything, just ignore them. Yeah. If, you don't want if, they're, to... if they're being dicks about it, then they're being dicks about it. Right. But like a friend, dicks in every fan base. <clears throat> I had a friend at work who had a hockey-related tattoo. And she was nervous to show it to me at first. Because I saw like a hockey stick on the back of her leg. I'm like, do you have a hockey tattoo? And she's like, uh, you know. Because I'm sure what happens is... Being in Nashville, people are like, I hate the Hawks. Yeah. So it was a combination tattoo of a few different hockey team logos into one because, like, her family was from this area. Her dad always watched this team. Okay. Her, um, her, uh, a friend of the family was a prospect for this other team. So she had a connection to all those teams and combined them. That's pretty cool. Now it was the Predators, the Blackhawks, and the Sharks. Okay. It's a weird combination, so I'm sure every person she's ever had this conversation with, like, why would you do that? And I'm just like, oh, that's cool. You like hockey. That's great. Yeah, and there's a story behind it. Yeah. 
Let people enjoy things. All right, end of rant. End of rant. <laughs> Are you sure? You sound a little more like me over there, Cam. <laughs> Jeez. Like I'm just saying, like, be good to each other. Flush. And if somebody enjoys something, let them enjoy it. It doesn't bother. It, like, it doesn't do anything to you. Like, you can enjoy your things. Let them enjoy their things. Let us separate us from the world of misery that is this world. Mm-hmm. And so I saw a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. Endgame it, was part of it. And yes, I bought the digital version. Yeah. Right when it came out and, and yep. watched it again and watched all the deleted scenes and, well, all of them. There were like three that they posted in there, but yeah. all that stuff. And there's plenty of Marvel news. We're going to get to all the D23 stuff and everything eventually. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of. Hey, did you know the Predators have a new scoreboard going in? I've not seen anything about this. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> um, it's. I heard, it looks awesome, by the way. It does look awesome. I heard Sean Henry talking about, like, you know, it's not the biggest scoreboard. We didn't it doesn't want have the, to be. No, he was like, we don't want the biggest scoreboard. We just want the perfect scoreboard for us. That makes total sense, because, especially yeah. Bridgestone Arena is smaller compared to, let's see, Pepsi Center in yeah. Colorado. It's like 3,000 seats less. Yeah. So if you put the same size what Colorado or Tampa have in there, it's going to be too big yeah. for it. Well, and Bridgestone Arena, like, they tout themselves as, like, the busiest arena in North America. Right. So, like, they do a lot more. Like, how many events are you going to be using that scoreboard for? Right. I mean, I, I do like the feature on the underneath part where yeah. fans are in the lower bowl will actually be able to see without having to crank their neck to yeah. see stuff in there. But it's been funny to watch the whole process uh, of the sucker going in because it's built a little differently too. It's not a full solid type of Megatron yeah. that you're used to seeing nowadays. You can actually kind of see through parts of it with the fangs and everything too. It reminds me more of like a basketball one. Yeah. More than anything else. It made me laugh that thread on uh, Pred's Reddit where the guy was like, it's not a Megatron that was trademarked by uh, blah, blah, blah. Or it's a Jumbotron. Yeah, one Megatron. of them. Yeah. I forget what it was, but he was it's like so funny. correcting everybody. It's so funny. Like, dude, I get I, I get where he's coming from. I yeah. get where he's coming from. Probably could have worded it a little bit better yeah. to not have all the backlash. Yeah. Because once that happened... You're not you're not gonna dig yourself out of that hole, man. Yeah, so go go find that thread and have a good laugh. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It's enjoyable. Yeah. So the Preds rookies are reporting in less than two weeks. Yes. And the rookie tournament's going to be at Fordyce Center in Antioch because Bellevue the grand opening for Bellevue is October twelfth. Mm-hmm. So obviously the ice is gonna go in before that. The ice is gonna go in fairly soon, uh, like before September, maybe. Like, very soon, within the next week, week and a half, the ice will be going in at Bellevue. Obviously, you want to test all the systems, get everything going, make sure all it Like, before the parking lot's even done, ice is going in <laughs> to get everything nice. situated. But it should be a pretty fun time in Antioch. So, all the rookies are coming. This is the first time in, I think, three years that's yeah. being hosted, or since Fort Ice Center opened, basically. They had it the years. first year uh, Fort Ice Center Antioch was open. Yeah. And they haven't had it since. Yeah. And so, Tampa, Florida, Washington. Yeah, uh, that was out. a fun tournament to watch because Philip Forsberg hadn't broken into the NHL yet, so he still right. participated. And right. David Pasternak for Boston participated. Yep. And those were the two that really stood out for me. They oh, were yeah. fun to watch. Pasta. Yeah. Pasta. You know, it's it's a fun way to see them come up here. And usually, the Preds are going to Estero, Florida. They're the rookies, so you only see them here for basically two days and they're gone. Yeah. Here, there's multiple open practices for fans to go see them because tickets right now are only in sale to season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. For that now, granted, I believe it's going to be open like public tickets for the Tuesday games because people have to, you know, work. Uh, yeah. But that should be fun. 
it's a pretty good roster for the Predators as well. I mean, Dante Fabro will be on it. Ellie Tolvanen will be on it as well. And obviously, like, the, some of the Milwaukee players, like Anthony Richard. So they have some good, talented players coming in. Granted, they have other talented players that can't participate because they're going to be in college. So only those guys that are in junior. And then, if I saw correctly too, should be uh, Tomasino should be is, should be playing in it as well. Philip Tomasino, the Predators' first round draft pick from this past year. So good talent is going to be out there for for Nashville. We'll see what happens with the other teams as well. But I'm excited for that. Uh, aside from Predator stuff, because there's not much Predators going on right now. But how about former Predators? And other RFAs out there that uh, there's so many guys in the NHL RFAs still unsigned. Not just not just Marner, not just Mitch Marner. There are some big name guys yeah. that are unsigned right now. So oh, well, one of them is Kevin Fiala. So mm-hmm. let's talk about Minnesota. <laughs> let's talk about the Minnesota Wild and the situation that they got themselves into. First of all. Why do they choose that picture of Bill Guerin? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the one that looked like uh, you you left a leather couch outside too long? and Or the one that it's like, surprise, butt sex. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> that picture, who approved that picture? It looked like they photoshopped it to like, whatever filter they used just really brought out that like, I don't get it. Dark orange oh color. Oh my god, there was no other picture from the team's PR that they could have chosen? It's an awful picture. It's like, this is the road they're going down. After they fire Paul Fenton, who had been there for less than a year, they let him get through the whole season. They let him get through the, the draft. They let him get through free agency. And then it comes out that he was willing to give David Poyle more for Kevin Fiala, who is still unsigned. What is going on in Minnesota? There is something weird going on there. Did Fenton want to sign Fiala to like a 7-7 seven and seven deal <laughs> or something like that? Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. But still, there's so much wrong in Minnesota right now with the deals that they have signed and that team in general that I can't see any other team in the division being worse than the Minnesota Wild. Can you? No, I mean, it's possible the Blackhawks still struggle. but like They almost made the playoffs last year. Yeah. They were really only a few points out when yeah. you think about it. I mean, who's last place last year? Oh, was it Minnesota? I don't know. I think it might have been the Blackhawks. Mm. Either way, there's only a couple points between yeah. all of them. Yeah. A few points because the team, the division was fairly strong yeah. points-wise making the playoffs. They weren't the strongest yeah. division, but they were strong within each other. Yeah. That's typical for the division. Everybody's pretty close. Yeah. But Minnesota this year, they should be at least 10 to 20 points below the second to last place team. Yeah, Minnesota was last place with okay. 83 points. Chicago had 84. I can't see them getting to 80 points this yeah. year. Yeah. I, I don't know how. Given how good the rest of the division got, including Chicago, continuing with their young players getting better. Yeah. And, like, Chicago's biggest problem is defense. But right. Like, but they still have offensive weapons. Yeah. And Kane and Taves had pretty good years. Yeah. Last year for being on a team that's in rebuild mode. But Minnesota, my God. Yeah. I mean, all the teams that made the playoffs in the Central last year, I'd expect to still make the playoffs because Dallas and Colorado were both Western wild cards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody's hot on Dallas. Um, I think Winnipeg could be the second to last place team in the division. Yeah. I mean, Winnipeg. so much. It also comes down to what they do with um, 
the weird looking guy, the goat face kid. Patrick, well, here, here, getting into this, yeah. they have two RFAs still on sign. Yeah. Patrick Line and Kyle Connor. And Kyle Connor is, is a young one, but he had, what was it? 66 points last season for Winnipeg. Is that good? That's pretty good. It's oh. pretty good, especially compared to what the Predators players had. <laughs> so Kyle Connor yeah, let's not and talk Patrick Laine, <laughs> both unsigned by Winnipeg. They lost Jacob Truba. They've lost all these different players. The, yeah. It's it's going to be a rough season, I think, for Winnipeg, especially because Patrick Laine, apparently his camp came out and said, we haven't really heard much from Winnipeg. Training camp starts in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> And Winnipeg, like, they've made a couple blockbusters in the last few years, but they're very calculated. They they trust the process. Let's draft and develop, and let's not make too many moves. Let's not go too crazy. So I don't imagine them making many changes to improve either. And Patrick Laine, so in 2017-18, had 70 points, only 50 points last year. Very streaky type of score, but still a guy that they should be signing because you don't want to lose Patrick Laine who was, good lord, I mean, a top draft pick, drafted number two overall in 2016. You don't want to lose him. So then let's look at the other RFAs that are out there. This is one of those years where it's kind of weird. Remember there was the year where Ellis held out? Yeah. And that was like the big one, it seemed. Yeah. This year, so we've already talked about Kyle Connor, um, Patrick Laine, Kevin Fiala is not really in the big list, but he's still a significant piece, and we will keep track just to see with the trade tree more than anything else of, you know, where is Mikhail Glenlin doing? What's he doing with the Kevin Fiala thing? Given now how we saw how Paul Fenton was willing to give up more than just Glenlin for that trade to get Fiala, which is just, oh my God. But then you have Braden Point with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who last season had 92 points. 92 points. Yeah. Still unsigned. And that I think that one's still out there just because they're trying to figure out a plan. Totally know? understand that more yeah. than more than what Winnipeg's doing. Winnipeg's floundering around. Yeah. If, if you're not talking with Patrick Laine's camp, there's something some other issue. Zach Wierenski with the Columbus Blue Jackets still sitting out there. He had 44 points. He's a defenseman. He had 44 yeah. points last season. So him, Charlie McAvoy, <laughs> still out there with the Bruins. And McAvoy, he had a 28-point season last year as well, but he's not necessarily always a point-getter in terms of defenseman, but still a first-round pick out there. Played a role in a trip to the Cup Final. Yeah. Miko Rantanen with Colorado. This is a big one. 87 points last season. (laughs) Still sitting out there. Well, I feel like I could be on a line with Nathan McKinnon, and I'd get like a third of that. You just put your (laughs) stick on the ice, and things are going to (laughs) happen. If anything, he'll pass it to himself off your blade. <laughs> Thanks for the assist. <laughs> and then the one that obviously most people talk about because it's the Maple Leafs, Mitch Marner. Yeah. Which Mitch Marner had a 94 point season, and Toronto's getting themselves into some cap trouble here soon, more than anything else, when you look at all the different contracts that they have. So, where does offer sheets kind of feed into this whole thing? Is like. I mean, it could still happen, but it's one of those things that teams are going to have to give up a lot. Yeah. When you look at what the deal is, they'd have to be giving up, I think, what, three first rounders in a row? Yeah, and it's also that thing where you know you've got to talk very boring hockey players into doing something that's not boring. So mm-hmm. that's not going to be an easy sell because hockey players don't move. Yeah, all these players are still available. Yeah, and now this is where it'd be funny because Fiala, the deal that he would get would only I think require maybe a first, but most likely a second and a third or something. 
Can you imagine if David Boyle was like, okay, you know what, Minnesota? Whatever, here. <laughs> because, I mean, Fiala is obviously still friends with all these Predators guys. Yeah. Uh, he was at the wedding. He was at Yossi's wedding. Yeah. Obviously, so was James Neal. So was Seth Jones. Yeah. So was Shea Weber. Yeah. <laughs> We're all at Yossi's wedding. Uh, but this is a crazy going into camp because you have, what, six or seven guys that you could consider either stars already or upcoming stars in their position that are not under contract yet. That's a lot of players out there, too. And some within the division, especially looking at Winnipeg and what their situation is. So I'm very curious as to what's going to happen with all these RFAs, and especially Mitch Marner. And there's talk, like, what if these guys set up part of the season? Yeah. They have to be signed, what is it, I think in December, they have to be signed by December for them to even qualify to play for the season or they're done. Well, especially in Toronto, it'll be hilarious because everybody talked about uh, William Nylander and how selfish he was and how he ruined his season. Oh, right. But Mitch Marner is the golden Toronto boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how the market reacts when he does the same thing. Right. Exactly. And the thing is, Toronto has zero cap. Yeah. <laughs> they got to move something. Yeah. They're going to well, have to move something. They already moved Kadri to Colorado, and that's right. a big move. I was kind of hoping Nashville would be a player in that deal. But right. It, yeah. So here's the thing. You, Benino's going to get packed. No. <laughs> so we've, we've got to see a trade happening, I would say, in the next two weeks. Something's going to happen to open the floodgates, I think, for RFAs to get signed yeah. and for all these things to fit under the cap. I would, I would, yeah. I would expect. I know a common question in Nashville has been, uh, where's uh, Boyle signed? And he hasn't yet. He hasn't. Where's Boyle? Guys. <laughs> he's sitting at home waiting for a phone call once people yeah. sort out their cap situation. Exactly. Because he's going to play somewhere. For sure. He, he, he would have retired by now. Yeah. If he's re- he's not ready to retire. He still has, we saw last season, he still had plenty of juice in him. Yeah. Play another season in a, yeah. in a role that's on the fourth line somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, and I love his story. It's just there's not space for him in Nashville right now. There just yeah. isn't. Yeah. Especially with um, Sissons getting his deal and Grimaldi getting his deal. Um, so, the fourth line's pretty much taken care of, of what Benino, Watson, and Grimaldi maybe. Mm-hmm. So, and so, I mean, Salamaki's going to sit and he's going into a contract year, I believe. Um, it doesn't mean much. Uh, <laughs> So it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out in the next few weeks because most players, you, they don't want to miss training camp. They're only going to they're going to have a better season if they're in camp. Yeah, we see that. I mean, there's expectations on Mikhail Glenland now because he's going to have a full camp with these with his team, yeah. and he still has he's a skilled player. You, it's okay to expect sixty points out of Glenland because he should be given the talent level of him. Well, all these guys waiting on contract negotiation, they should pool funds and have their own training camp somewhere. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Ford Ice Center, we want to go to Nashville to train? It'd be it'd be even more interesting. Here's the... Th- so, oh boy. here's the my crazy pitch to the NHL offices. Uh-huh. Have all these guys form their own like free agent team <laughs> and have them do exhibition preseason games against all the other teams. They're going to do their own WD League? <laughs> Play against NHL teams with all the free agents. It, oh I bet that'd be a pretty good roster. What is this, the World Cup of Hockey? <laughs> <laughs> team World. <laughs> team Europe. Team Free Agents. Team Free Agents. Team Unsigned Free Agents. Um, oh my gosh! I honestly like, you know, going off on a tangent here. Um, the NBA does the summer league, um, 
you know, baseball's always had spring training leagues. I'd really like to see a off-season counterpart to that, like maybe an under-20. You saw the article league. that Boyd put out, right? No. I should pay more attention to what's going on with PBR. <laughs> Boyd Farish, one of our newest writers, yeah. put out a whole article of how it would be pretty cool, even though it may not be feasible right now, but in the future they build it right, there could be a hockey summer league. <laughs> Oh, how about that? <laughs> how about so, that one? So I'm going to go read that article as soon as this conversation's done. <laughs> even and over, you should too. He even went over like the ratings for NBA and like ticket sales and stuff like that. He even yeah. cited sources at the bottom of his that article. That sounds really interesting. Somebody should write that article. Oh, no. How about that one? Good <laughs> job, Cameron. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So hockey's happening soon. We're going to get another tour of Fort Ice Center Bellevue here soon as well once the ice goes in. So I'm very excited for that because it's only two miles from my house. It's going to be awesome. We have a new Muddy Drunks team there as well. So the expansion continues for the Muddy Drunks brand. Mm -hmm. And hopefully soon we'll bring another keg to uh, Muddy Drunks HQ. (laughs) Wherever that is. (laughs) HQ. I don't know. So The Fortress. Yeah. Um, I did the um, adult hockey camp for a week, and it was pretty oh, nice. Right, yeah. I, it was pretty nice because I got to leave my gear there. Oh, that's just, nice. Yeah, and like they walk up the locker rooms at the end of the day, so you just leave your stuff hung up. Oh, that's really nice. They, yeah. they didn't do that when I did it. That's really awesome. yeah, yeah. It's a nice perk. Yeah, it was a very nice perk. Uh, I was thinking it'd be kind of cool to like just add on like an expansion wing where teams can rent out like their own locker room, and you just always leave your gear there. And people be competing for that. Yeah. Well, like have like thirty locker rooms. Oh and... my god. Yeah. That what an experience. Uh, I know they do have three locker rooms for the junior breads. Yeah. At Bellevue for that specific purpose for the TPH teams or nice. former TPH teams now junior preds or whatever. Whatever they're calling it with the merger for the that the 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 junior teams that are there. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. which is nice for those kids to have that ability yeah. to have locker rooms. I'm just saying, I want my own locker room. For our team. You know, you could have purchased your own locker from the previous Pred locker room <laughs> for a big donation, I think it was. <laughs> people, Some people have them in their man caves. They have pre- old Pred yeah. lockers. So... <laughs> the look at your face right now. I don't have a man cave. I just have a house. Yeah, but your living room has a freaking jukebox in it. That's what I mean, though. Like, my whole house is me. What, what about your wife? She's cool with it. She's cool. What, what yeah. about those Blackhawks things? Yeah, she's got a couple Blackhawks things. The the, the Blackhawks <laughs> bobbleheads, they haven't made appearances. They're still in a box somewhere. Oh. She's... It's interesting because, like... <laughs> I, I've i focused more on the, like, decorative stuff in the house. Very music-related. Um, I have... Um, <clears throat> I'm more of the shoe person than she is. I, I love my Vans sneakers. Love how you cleared your throat before that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's uh, you know, what we're doing is breaking down those gender stereotypes. We, you know, we're not sticking to certain things. You know, yeah, Lara Spencer on Good Morning America. <laughs> that bullshit laughing about a little boy taking dance. Yeah, that's that's, I, that's bullshit. Yeah, I saw uh, Gover tweet about that, and I had to look it up. I'm like, what's and then I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's Laughing nonsense. about, you know, a royal taking ballet lessons. Well, once again, if somebody enjoys something, why does that bother you? Yeah. You know, it's... You're, a, la- you're making fun of a six-year-old boy. Yeah. 
They're making fun of a six-year-old boy. It's also <laughs> the obsession with like gender roles and what men or women should or shouldn't be doing and things like that. You're 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 casting adulthood and like things that aren't a, aren't a, shouldn't be related to children. Mm-hmm. It's it's pointless. Why? What's funny is on her Instagram, she shut off the comments for her apology, ah! for her apology post. So what everybody's been doing is going on to her old posts. <laughs> commenting on him. It's like, you should have known that was going to happen, Lara. <laughs> They're going to find a way. <laughs> and, like, I pretty much know what happened. Some producer brought up the topic and was like, it'd be really funny if we did this. And she said... Because it was in the sure. pop buzz thing. They're talking no. about the, the class load that a, a first, second grader or first grader has. Yeah. But she's taking, like, he's taking religious studies and all these different things. He's a royal yeah. and all that stuff. And ballet. And if they would have stopped... Yeah. At just laughing about the class load, yeah. then it doesn't include the thing. But he, but then she went on to say the whole part of laughing about, yeah, we'll give it a few years. He won't be interested then. Yeah, it's like you had to add the little quip at the end, and then we actually knew what she was thinking. Yeah, it's also interesting how like the crowd reaction is way different than the way society as a whole reacted. Like they were laughing like it was Eddie Murphy raw in the studio with her. There was one person in the background though, and it was a it was a guy. And he was stone-faced the whole time. Really? He was stone-faced. And the thing is, too, what I noticed, it was delayed clapping. Delayed yeah. clapping and laughing. There were a few that were just right into it. Yeah. But then there were also a few people like, oh. Um, I think I think it's one of those things like the <clears throat> applause sign went on. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. We're here. Live studio audience. Well, when I um, lived in California, I went to Southern California and I went to like a live shooting of like a comedy show. Mm-hmm. And they've got people in the audience like prompt like people clapping and they like have people come out and they're like all right whenever somebody says something you want to be energized and reactive and stuff like that there's also a lot of science that goes into it i know david letterman um always had a super cold studio because there was some study somewhere that said like lower temperatures result in more laughs or something like that and people want to move more because they're cold yeah and everything because if they're hot they're just going to be all oh i don't want to do anything yeah i mean hey that makes sense to me so, let's let's move on. Okay, we've already kind of moved a little bit into pop culture. But, I guess so. But we've got to talk a little bit about everything going on with Marvel and D twenty three. So let's go ahead and get with the the Marvel Sony BS that's happening. And the yeah. thing is, there's strong takes on both sides. I've seen people now going full on taking Sony's side. Yeah, on this and everything too. So Cameron, you take it away. So like. I have fond memories of the classic, you know, Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, Mm Spider-Man. But if you've watched those movies recently, from an ironic perspective, they're enjoyable, but they're not great movies anymore. Like, they were perfect at the time. The Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't happen without those movies. So I have a lot of respect for those movies. But in my opinion, Sony has never made a great Spider-Man movie on their own. Live action. Yeah. Spider-Verse was awesome. Spider-Verse was awesome, but it's, a lot, road, it's a lot easier to make cartoons good. Like, Especially because they spent three years animating that thing. Yeah. It was, it was a full different approach. And again, yeah, you're right. It's different to do animation. Yeah. Sony animation has been pretty good yeah. overall. We all know... A Tom Holland Spider-Man movie without Marvel Studios is going to be awful. 
It's going to be so bad. Yeah. And, and you can't reference anything. We also know this is a negotiation tactic. Somebody somewhere is putting this information out there. So, and I'd assume it's on the Disney side being like, hey, this is the mm-hmm. way the audience is going to react if you do it on your own. So, good luck. Good luck Disney, to Disney you. wants more money. And somebody's like, well, Disney's being greedy. And I'm on, the, I'm on more of the whole thing of, well, they kind of can be, seeing as how mm-hmm. these have been the most successful Spider-Man movies. <laughs> so, and I get it. Disney's going to be greedy. Sony's yeah. like, we can do it. We establish ourselves because with Venom and with Spider-Verse. I'm like, okay, Sony, that's fine. But do you, money's important, but do you care more about how people are going to feel about your studio? Yeah. And the future of it and what you're doing to this character that's been built up. There was no closure to this character. For you to go and say, okay, we're going to start our own thing. No, there's still two more movies with Tom Holland. They're supposed to happen. And now all of a sudden you just cut everything? And there's clauses in the agreements that say every few years they have to make a movie or or they lose the license. Which is the whole reason why the Andrew Garfield movies happened. So they could extend that license. They didn't make those movies to (laughs) to be successful. They made them so Marvel couldn't. Right. Which blows my mind. So... (laughs) It's just it's 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 one of those things for me. I get very very frustrated because all these memes. I mean, that's all we've been posting are memes in our little itty bitty Marvel meme group yeah. about Sony, and it's the one where the guy where Sony shoots Spider Man. Like, look what you did, Marvel! <laughs> because it, it, I get frustrated because of how much has been built up. And again, like you said, it's a negotiating tactic. And who knows? Maybe they come through and like, okay, we found a new negotiation. Yeah, we're going to be fine. We found a new contract, da, 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 which would be fine because the outburst from fans. But it is so frustrating to see all this work built into it because all the cliffhangers at the end of Far From Home are setting up all these other movies for more villains, for more everything to happen. All this stuff. J. Jonah Jameson. I mean, all yeah. these little things that people got excited about are ready for them to build upon because you're finally seeing Peter Parker and the way they built it too become more of the genius that he is. We saw that near the end. He is the nerd. He knows all about multiverse theory and everything like that. Building him to become an adult, yeah. which is what we've wanted to see. Now you establish him being a kid. Now it's the coming of age into this. They can't fully do that the right way because he's not going to have all the emotion from the MCU to build upon who he is as an adult with what he's experienced, the loss he's experienced. You can't. You're just gonna have to nix that. What happens with Happy? That is that just gone? Yeah. Now too, and you can't even reference him. It's a whole thing if you just drop all this stuff that is built with him as the character. Yeah. And Sony doesn't have the creative team to pull it off. No. We know they don't. No. I mean, are they just gonna go back and just redact all of this stuff and just like, no, we're just gonna reset with the same actor. Yeah. And move on. Well, and not only that, how does Marvel continue? without spider-man because you know captain america gone right uh tony stark gone right so the big hitters are black panther uh-huh 22 uh, yep <laughs> <laughs> um doctor strange has established himself but he's not he's not the face of the franchise type. no not even the money from the first doctor strange didn't bring in what i mean it brought in great money yeah but not spider-man iron man captain america yeah. money Arguably, Spider-Man is the biggest Marvel superhero. Oh, well, just when you think about it, yeah. yeah. Aside from Wolverine, Iron Man wasn't much of anything before before Iron the movies. Yeah, yeah, before Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, no, it was Wolverine was the marketable Marvel yeah. thing. And we're taken away from Marvel Studios, but Marvel Comics. Wolverine yeah. was it, and you saw what Fox did with that. It's like, 
we're going to Wolverine the shit out of this until we get to Logan. Then it's like a, okay, we made our money. Yeah. <laughs> and we got bought out. Yeah. Which is, I think that's the way they would pivot if they don't get a deal with Sony again. Just buy Sony. <laughs> Whoa. Come on, just, just buy Sony. I mean, you got to think that's one of those things yeah. like, huh, I wonder if we could pull this off. <laughs> I'm curious if they've had discussions where, hey, Sony, why don't we just write you a massive check for Spider-Man and you just go away? Sony's thinking, though, 15, 20 years down the road. Yeah, that's the thing. They can milk it for all it's worth for decades and decades. $15 billion. Yeah. How many billions of dollars is it going to take for Spider-Man? Well, that was my favorite meme um, was the Dr. Evil one where it's oh. uh, number two being like, <laughs> together <laughs> with Spider-Man, Sony and Marvel can make billions, but why make billions when you can make, make millions? millions? <laughs> By far my favorite meme oh. of the whole thing. Oh, that's perfect. That's so yeah. perfect. There's been so many perfect memes Cause, out there. Because they're doing well, like, but... Venom was not a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was fun. But it was successful to box. I mean, it was yeah. successful money for Sony. Sony was, in terms of the money that they're after, it did okay. Enough for them to build on. Did you see Upgrade? Yes. I felt like that was a better version of the Venom movie. It was a very interesting movie, too. Yeah, it was like... It ended the very different way that I thought it was going to end. Yeah, it was the perfect... Um, movie pass movie because i had oh, movie pass yeah. at the time same, same, same yeah thing. it was the perfect movie pass movie it was in between everything else it just lined up perfectly so go back and watch upgrade a little dark it was a little dark but honestly like it was one of my favorite movies of that year yeah i know i mean it was interesting to me and i went out of there going huh mm -hmm. okay i see i expected nothing from this movie and i came out pleasantly right. surprised so is sony just gonna basically throw spider-man into venom now Probably. And just be like, okay, yeah. no history, you're in Venom now. <laughs> Peter Parker, you're going to school yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah, good luck, here you go. Yeah, you're going to Sanford. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that, and yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a Marvel fanboy. Yeah. So there's my bias there. I'm, if you've been listening for any part of time, you all know I'm a Marvel fanboy. Hell, I went and bought a bunch of Marvel Funko Pops. And I, and I track them. I am a Marvel fanboy. I am on my knees for Marvel. Okay? I know Gross. that. I, it's true. <laughs> I mean, take my money. Disney Plus, take my money. I'm so ready for all these Marvel shows and everything. There are so many shows that they've rolled out. Oh, I'm excited. But So let's close the chapter on Spider-Man stuff. I hope something gets worked out for the sake of what they've already built. I hope both sides see this because for the fans that have been wanting the interaction and the, the integration of the Spider-Man character into everything else with the other movie characters, we deserve this. We deserve to have this be, continue to be built and not have another reboot type thing like we've already had like at the Andrew Garfield thing. I would love for them in terms of movies to explore the multiverse, to introduce a Miles Morales, to go full into this because then it just creates so many different lines you can go down, different pathways you can go down uh, in the future. So I hope for that sake that they figure it out some way. Because you have Tom Holland, who has already been in five Marvel movies. Five! And he's supposed to be in two That's more Spider-Mans. So he's already been in five. Then you just abandon this? You know what? If, if that's the case, I'm to the point where it's like, you know what? Fuck both y'all. Whatever. <laughs> and I do think 
I think both could have enough success to get by separately for sure. Because by the time Spider, th- well, think about the movie Spider Man was introduced in Civil War. Yeah. By that time, it was already a huge thing. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and like obviously, Sony has had some success with Spider Man. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, Sam Raimi and stuff right. like that. So they've had enough success separately to where I I think they're just both getting too cocky. Yeah, so like, figure it out. You know, yeah. Like I said in my tweet, you know, go until you have the white smoke coming out. Lock yourselves in a room, <laughs> keep on voting on different contracts, and when you finally agree on one, we'll have the white smoke and all is well again. Yeah. For the sake of Uncle Ben. Seriously, he does not need to die again. <laughs> Dear God. And for the sake of happy being able to bone Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a funny ongoing gag, though. Like, <laughs> Happy's just being sad because he's, man, I just got so close and I don't know what happened. I don't, they just blipped. <laughs> <laughs> was there another? Was it Thanos again? <laughs> but seriously, for the sake of Happy and Aunt May, who still cannot agree on what type of relationship they have. Um, so let's go into some D23 stuff because so much stuff has been getting released and everything. We, uh, we have all these different Disney Plus shows that are coming out. They're getting to stuff that I don't even know. Like, I've got oh, no point of reference with. Same here, but I'm still excited. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready to learn. So, The Mandalorian. Yes. Oh, what a trailer. Oh, man. Cannot wait to buy stuff. <laughs> I cannot wait to buy <laughs> Take my money! Um, it. it was interesting because I was watching and, like, um, when I watched the trailer, I was curious because they have, like, somebody frozen in carbonite. Right. And I was thinking, like, didn't there wasn't there some conversation about being frozen in carbonite and it never being done before? Which is when I went into the co- comments. So this takes place after uh, Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. but not only that, that conversation was, you know, is this uh, equipment safe enough to keep Luke alive being frozen? Mm-hmm. So, which is why they did Han Solo first. Uh-huh. So. <clears throat> That's that's I'm, my little delve into the minutia of that trailer. I, the minutia. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm very excited for that, uh, obviously. And then obvi- all the different Marvel things yeah. keep getting announced. I mean, She-Hulk, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel. Uh, we've already known about the Loki things, the What If, yeah. um, uh, WandaVision, mm-hmm. Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. But then, what else uh, came out? Are they into Moon Knight. The- Moon Knight. Which is something I, I've never seen Moon Knight. I know nothing about no, Moon Knight. No, but I'm excited for it, the opportunity. Sure. And then introduce the cast of the Eternals. Yeah. Which, I, that is such a unique, awesome-looking cast. Yeah. Um, one thing I saw somebody talking about was the show What If. They're going yeah. to have 23 episodes, <clears throat> one for each yeah. Marvel movie, which is crazy. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. I'm very, very excited for what it's, if. It's going to be animated. It's the only yeah. one that's animated, which is interesting. Which is really cool. But so much original programming coming to it. And that's what I can't wait for is they have the bundle deal where it's Disney Plus, Hulu with ads, and ESPN Plus for like $6.99, $7.99. Yeah. They're, Netflix, with all the shows that Netflix keeps canceling, you know that they're kind of on needles right now on their heels because Disney is coming in going like, how about this, bitch? <laughs> really? Yeah. Because even if you don't care about sports, it's still a good deal for you to have the bundle. So if you only care about two of the three things mm-hmm. in the bundle, it's still way cheaper than Netflix. Because Netflix keeps increasing their prices. So, and then we saw the announcement for Black Panther. Yep. Black Panther 2, which Ryan Coogler's back. Loved him as a director. 
for that for that movie for that film. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, uh, twenty twenty two. So really, not when you think about it, it's not that far away. No, none of these things are that. All far this away. stuff creeps up on us so quick, so too. quickly, so quickly. Uh, and then obviously we know there's going to be another, another Guardians of the Galaxy with James Gunn back at it. Yeah, because all that got sorted out. Um, and then what else do we have coming here? Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel. And then yeah, She Hulk we talked about. So yeah. there's so much other, so many other things. I'm, I'm I can't imagine me watching anything on network TV anymore because Disney Plus is going to have everything. Even if I yeah. binge, they're coming out with so many. Oh, Loki. Yeah. Adventures of whatever of, of Loki coming out too. There's so many so much original programming on Disney Plus. It's going to keep me busy, especially during hockey season. Well, at a certain point, they're going to have to start talking about how they're going to integrate Fantastic Four, X-Men, those characters oh, yeah. as well. It's got to be Phase 5 is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, that gives them time to redo everything yeah. and actually think about it. What are they going to do with Wolverine? And So, like, that's obviously the next step from here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I saw somebody post about who would make a good casting for Wolverine. Yeah. And it was funny because it's the actor who plays Wayne in Letterkenny. Because he's he's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. He's not as well known. He's Canadian. He's done action movies before. Because he's been, in, I think, in Godzilla. Yeah. He was in that. And that he's kind of low-key, but he has that build to where he could be a superhero and pull it off. And I'm like, hmm, I could kind of see that. I, mean, I, I, I hope they go and find someone. Because Wolverine's such an iconic character, and how it was established with Hugh Jackman so, so well. Yeah. But I'd hope they kind of go outside of the box a little bit to find someone who isn't fully well-known, so you don't have the star power following. Yeah. You have more of the, he fits this character. Hugh Jackman was great as Wolverine in so many bad movies. Exactly. That's the thing. Exactly. Like, they need to restart just because... So many. Bad they could do so much more with him, especially the, with Marvel at the helm. The one that took place in Japan, I walked oh, it was, out. It, it was, was bad. horrible. It was really bad. It was really really bad, and I yeah. own it because it was like ninety nine cents. Well, I, I, I was just in the theater getting mad because like Wolverine's my favorite character. That's, yeah, that's it for me. And yeah. I'm like, why are they doing this to this character? I mean, he had a great cameo though in X Men First Class. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which was a totally ad lib line. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect for it. Um, it'll also be interesting to see what they do with Deadpool. Yeah, because I mean, they got to keep the R rating. Yeah, like they got to keep the R rating, and they've got to be able to let him make as many raunchy, upsetting jokes as they as he wants. Yeah, and especially it's got to still be Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So I mean, I would hopefully that's something that's also in Phase. All the Fox stuff has got to be Phase Five. Yeah. Because people are going to be begging for it and wanting it. And then by the time you get around to Phase 5, which is in your 2022-23s, that's four or five years between movies. That's plenty of time. Yeah. Because they finished the first class series with Dark Phoenix. Dear God. (laughs) With, With that. And so you have plenty of time. You've had between that Logan. Logan was what? 2017? Or 2016? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. So you're... Over half a decade since then, anything associated with Wolverine, I think you're fine. Yeah. Go from there. Go forth and do good things. Yeah. Make up for X3. (laughs) (laughs) I would keep um, Deadpool separate from everything else, though. Let him make his jokes. But, like, he wasn't integrated in any of the X-Men movies. I think you got to keep... 
keep it separate. I would be okay with, with that to make the jokes, but cameos I think would be fun. Cameos are as far as it should go, but like, like him going to the man and be like, yeah. "Oh, we couldn't afford uh, the, just, yeah. the jokes," making full fun of the budget yeah. of the film too. But like, there's that um, deleted scene of all the heroes like taking a knee after Tony. Oh Stark. right, yeah. You can't picture Deadpool doing that. Like, no, no, he would be he'd be somewhere in the background jerking off. <laughs> like we just killed that us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and that wouldn't fit. No, like, it wouldn't fit the theme yeah. for what people want in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. Yeah, with so that. he can't be one of the Avengers, which is interesting since he's actually somewhat powerful. And oh yeah, with I mean, the whole healing powers and everything. Yeah. So what hasn't been announced, or would you like to see be announced in the near future that you would like to see them continue on? Um, a lot of like the, you know, like the. I just want to see how they integrate mutants in general, which I think with the whole, like they talk about um, how much radiation after the snap. Right. I think that's the perfect time to be like, well, a side effect of all that is now we're seeing within right. DNA of certain people. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I think that'd be an interesting angle to It's a much explore. better way than what they do in the boys. <laughs> <laughs> What a great show, though. What, man, that is a mind <clears throat> fuck right there. Oh, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Did you finish it? Oh, yeah. I finished it in like three days. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk spoilers for the boys. So pause the or... The boys. Yeah. The boys. It is one of... The, folks, I know that this is like a PG-13 with a couple more F-bombs than normal. It's been a while for us, but The Boys is one of those shows that it is not meant for younger audiences. No. At all. Whatsoever. No. Holy shit. Does it just... It, a fully different take on superheroes. Yeah. And like I kind of mm -hmm. talked about, I feel like that's exactly how superhero, like the, how that shit would go down. Like, you know, it gets integrated into the government and it's a big corporate conglomerate. A movie and, studio and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, superhero goes running through a bystander and they, co damage. they cover it up mm -hmm. and like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, sorry to the families, you know. Here's money. Yeah, here's money. And it's only like, what, $40,000? Yeah. That's it? That, yeah. That's how much a life costs? How much yeah. a life is worth? Yeah, it is It is one of those series that make you go, whoa. But then also make you realize, well, that that's what could happen, like you were just saying. Yeah. The, the, the dark side of it to where they even have their own bar where they're getting raunchy going against all their morals that they stand for. Yeah. Everything too, which is just insane. It's And I'll go and say this too, it's going to offend you somehow. Somewhere you're probably going to get offended. You'll laugh, but you're still like, that's just wrong. Yeah. But it probably offends you in some form or fashion. But it's meant to. Yeah. The performance from Homelander, that oh. actor is ridiculous. I had it, to look up his name, Anthony Starr. Anthony Starr. No, it no is H. creepy. Yeah. It is creepy in a good way because you're going, dear God, he's that effed up in his mind. And, like, they engineered a superhero, basically. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And at the end, like, what would stop this guy? Like, what stops him from doing whatever he wants? Especially when you laser vision, flight, super strength, yeah, everything, and lets people die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, I know that movie, I forget what it was called, but it was like, what if Superman was bad? Oh, yeah, that, I think that just got released, too, yeah. on digital or something. Brightburn? Yeah, Brightburn, yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. No, me neither. I feel like this was what that should have been. Yeah. Could have, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's very interesting. They do like 
you know, they go through to kind of brand him as like this like wholesome oh when I was on my baseball team and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he's he's full on acting because he's been bred for it. Yeah. Since he was a kid he didn't have a mom. Yeah. And so you see the mommy issues yeah. <laughs> coming full through. And I've heard the comic is like ridiculously oh. worse. Oh yeah. It's yeah. it's I so I just looked up some images. <laughs> I was like, Oh, oh, okay, okay, wow, graphic novel. Yes. Here we go. Graphic. Novel. Graphic novel. So, but still, it's an interesting series. I would recommend you give it a watch if you're into mm. superheroes and you can handle a like dark sided humor yeah. and everything as well, and dark sided topics because there are some dark sided <laughs> topics as well. What are you giggling about when he's trying to save the dolphin? Oh my god! <laughs> if I touch it, will you shut up? <laughs> and then the dolphin goes flying through the window into a semi truck and, and then run over. <laughs> and then he goes to Sandusky. Where there's Cedar yeah. Point, <laughs> of all things, of all things, and then, and I mean that's what he deserved though, because he oh, was yeah. a disrespectful, yeah. abusing asshole. Exactly. But, um, but it's, it also it paints a gray area in so many things too. Yeah. Because it showed the flip side of him getting taken advantage of. Yeah. And having the bad things done to him. Yeah. When he did the same thing to a fellow superhero. Yeah. As well, and it's like, am I supposed to feel empathetic? Like, yeah. that's how they're they're making that gray area. We're going, oh, I don't want to feel that way, but I do. But, oh, my God, yeah. why am I feeling like this <clears throat> yeah. for so many of the different characters? And, I mean, that's kind of the reality, though. Like, you know, it's kind of in reverse, but a lot of people who do bad things had bad things happen to them, which is why right. they behave that way. Right. Well, I mean, you're laughing at me. I'm going to reference Fast and Furious. <laughs> Wait, oh boy no because i mean i watched hobbs and shaw and it'd been a long time since i've watched some of the past Furious movies and some of them i just never seen yeah and i bought the bundle of them for 27 dollars. so nine movies for 27 dollars. like you know what fine the first yeah. two were pretty bad then they started getting they started recognizing how ridiculous they can be if you recognize the ridiculousness anyways kind of reminds me of the shaw character yeah because he actually goes out and kills some of the friends and then they have to work together and respect him. And actually, they, and then they have this understanding themselves. I'm going, yeah. he killed one of your best friends. Are you okay? Because of the influences that happened there? Because of the, all the twisted with the other yeah. big, big meanie, big baddie? Okay. And that's it's the gray areas. Yeah. And you're supposed to forget that. <laughs> yeah. And those movies are becoming just like Power Rangers with cars. I think it's like there's... Like seven or more under contract. Yeah, and the Rock's supposed to be in all of them. Or um, something. <laughs> it's crazy. I'll like, go watch them though. <clears throat> go back when you watch those first few and count them out of shifts. Oh yeah. And like you know, your average transmission has like three gears. Right. But it's like <laughs> it goes back to the I think Furious Seven when the runway scene and it's somebody calculated because this chase is happening with a cargo jet. Yeah. For like 20 minutes. It's 20, 25 minutes. And people were calculating that runway had to be at least 20 miles long for this scene to take place. <laughs> Most The longest runway in the world is like three miles long. Yeah. And this one was supposed to be 18 miles long for the scene to even actually be realistic. But you know what? I'm laughing about it, but I'm still watching it because I know it's ridiculous. Sure. Uh, but anyways. All right. So I think we're coming to an end here. Anything else you want to cover before we go? No. Go Nashville SC. Yeah, I'm going to the soccer game tonight. Koi Big. Also, one last moment. Sorry to do this at the end. Thank you to Seven Element for um, I entered like I donated in one to be in the adult hockey camp. So 
thank you for them for making that possible. Absolutely. So thanks, Cameron. Thank you.